fan podcast for december oh wait we're in january oh shoot well bills aren't in the playoffs so i guess it is january what do you know so it's uh january 5th 2017 um i'm your host david palermo find me on twitter at numb bills fan usually there's a co-host um adam deacon but he is not here find him on twitter at numb bills adam d well I'll get right to it. So we are brought to you by numbillsfan.com, where you can find all of our old podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, whatever. Occasionally, Scott Campbell will write an article. Um, he's a season ticket holder that sits next to me in the stadium. And um, we are proud to tell you we are the podcast that is always at the game. So, you know what I'm saying, Jeff Feely? Yeah, Jeff Feely. We're giving you the insight, dude. What's the pulse of the fans? I talk to fans all over. Um, we're called Numb Bills Fan Podcast, if you haven't listened to us before, because of reasons like this. Because what do you do? You go into the offseason, you're like, you know, there is no way. There's no way the Bills aren't going in ten, going ten and 6. I mean, come on. You know they're going to sweep the Dolphins and the Jets. I mean, they're just a dumpster fire, right? Right? I mean... Come on. No. 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 I mean, hey, there's going to be a... This is me in, in, in fantasy football this year. No, there's going to be a Sammy ratio, man. I got to draft Sammy. I got to draft Sammy. I hope I get Sammy Watkins. They're going to give Sammy Watkins like the Randy ratio. They're going to throw it to him like 10 times a game. He's going to be healthy this year, man. He had a rough year last year. He's going to be healthy. No, I'm telling you. No, I want to put any stock in Marquise Goodwin. I mean, he's always hurt. Always hurt. Um, meanwhile, he didn't get hurt this year. Um, so that's who you're listening to is me, Dave Palermo. Yeah, super bright. Um, I guess this is, uh, I don't even know what to talk about, but don't forget, I'll tell you who we're brought to you by. Uh, we're brought to you by BillsForLife.com. They're awesome. They, are, they have the biggest Bills Mafia Facebook group at close to 57,000 people. BillsForLife.com. And join their Bills Mafia group. Also, I want to give a shout-out to the, the other Bills Mafia people that are at Del Reed. And those guys at 26 Shirts. And they do awesome shirts with charity. And I feel I should shout them out all the time, too. Uh, the, the Bills fan community is really nice. Um, I'll dive into that. I guess I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself. Uh, so we are brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. And it's three comedians who talk about sports. They are L.A. Comedy Store regulars. So they're, uh, I don't know if they're regulars, but they're definitely regulars. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay, but you got three comedians that perform at the L.A. Comedy Store. Ari Shafir, Jason Tebow, and Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli is always awesome to me personally. So shout out to that guy. Find them all on Twitter, at PunchDrunk on Twitter. If you want to talk... If you want to hear general sports stuff, oh, man, wish there was somebody to talk about that. Hey, those are your people. Uh, maybe I'll start up my own sports podcast, but I doubt it. 
anyways, so I guess I'll just ramble about like the 2017 season here um, and kind of uh, talk about, I guess, some of the coaching candidates. So, you know, we just did a Facebook live show. We do a Facebook live show every Wednesday. Uh, we had our peak viewers at 2.3 thousand people watching us live. That's huge for us. To everybody who's watched it, thank you. You can find that on Facebook, facebook.com, numbillsfan, and go to our live videos. Uh, occasionally Deacon, or as you might call him, Adam, occasionally Deacon will, will throw up a live video here and there which, with thoughts, like right when Rex was fired. You might catch one. I haven't done one in a while where I could be driving to work, and I'll just put the camera on and just talk a bunch of smack. Um, so, you know, it's been a, it's been a really, really weird, weird season. And I never thought that, you know, I'm, I'm a big person when it comes to, you know, people, I just want to have a conversation really about Doug Whaley, the ownership, Rex Ryan, Tyrod Taylor, um, Anthony Lynn. You know, some Sean McDermott action, who's the defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, um, who the Bills just interviewed, I believe, yesterday. And they interviewed Anthony Lynn today. If you're listening, it's Thursday. So, you know, everything starts at the top. I'm just going to kind of free ball and have a conversation with myself here. But um, everything starts at the top with ownership. And... If there's one thing with ownership is we don't know what they want. And I think a reason, obviously, I mean, okay, common sense. A big reason Rex Ryan was fired has to be because they gave this guy all these resources. And he can't deliver. His defense is, I believe, might be ranked even worse this year, or at least the same. I should have looked this up before I just start mumbling. Um, and, you know, I always give the first, the, the new coaching staff, because this is like a regular thing every now two years, uh, like Cleveland here. Um, I, I always give the coaching staff the first year. They're going to lay out their, their, their baseline, Let's see if you ding to it. Rex Ryan was never going to come in here and run a 4-3 defense. And to anybody confused out there, um, I'm not a football expert. If you need any football expert stuff, CoverOne.net. Eric Turner does a great job. Cover One Bills on Twitter. Um, Eric Eric's a nice dude. I always text with him about the dumbest football questions. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm not, you know, I'm not really an X's and O's guy. I, I aspire to be, but I'm not putting much effort into it. I just pay attention to what I hear, what I see when I look up things. And, you know, you can learn a lot from CoverOne.net. I mean, the breakdowns are so great, even I can understand it. And you can follow them on Instagram, too. It's a great Instagram follow. At, like, really great Instagram follow. Because he'll take videos, and he'll just break them down and, and show you the coverages and whatever, whatever. So, if anybody's ever played Madden football, and you're not, you know, used to what the X's and O's are of football, just just pop that on, you know. Um, you're going to see a bunch of different coverages on defense and fronts and et cetera, et cetera. Pay attention to the numbers in the box, you know, because as you know, 
Linebackers have numbers from X to X. Same with secondary. Same with defensive linemen. Same with quarterback, running back, you know, offensive line. You get the point. So every position group has a set of numbers that they could share. And, you know, like a secondary, you might have number 23. You might also have a running back that's number 23 somewhere on another team. Um, and it's like when you look at those, those, those numbers and you recognize, okay, those are the defensive lineman numbers. Those are, you know, because you might see a formation that looks similar to something else. And next thing you know, really, well, that's a defensive back in there. It's not a linebacker. So what I'm getting at here is you can learn a lot about this dumb game of football through a video game. And I've always been an avid fan of Madden and, you know, really believe it or not, I I learned a lot doing like the skills trainer because they show you where you're supposed to throw the ball in a cover two zone or a cover three or a man coverage or what routes work on what. And I think people should really try to get a baseline understanding a little bit deeper about football before they just start spewing a bunch of shit. And I'm not saying get to my level, which is probably higher than the average fan, to be honest with you. Um, I'll talk dumb about myself, but okay, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I have a very good idea about what should be going on and I, I'm pretty comfortable with it. But a lot of people, you know, they call radio stations, they, they tweet, they, they have a big voice on the internet or anywhere, a platform, um, you know, calling radio shows, writing blogs. And it's unfortunate because, you know, people would say, hey, why why doesn't Rex Ryan came in and undid Jim Schwartz's defense? Jim Schwartz had a 4-3 defense, okay? So Rex Ryan, his is called the 3-4. Now I'm going to talk some crap like I know what the hell I'm talking about. But you got four defensive linemen, three linebackers in a 4-3. And then in a 3-4, you have three defensive linemen and then four linebackers. And the advantage of that is you don't know who's going to rush from what side, you know. So, or somebody could drop back in, in a 3-4. You know, it's, 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 it's easier to disguise stuff in a 3-4, so a lot of people think. And then if you have a 4-3, like Jim Schwartz, he had those guys doing, the Bills doing awesome stuff out of a pretty basic formation. Hey, just just play. Rex Ryan was the total opposite. Hey, you guys got to do a lot of work outside of this room. And he gave these guys a lot of leash to do whatever they wanted to do. And, you know, if you study Rex Ryan's defense and you do your homework and you are diligent to the scheme, you're going to make plays. See guys like Lige Duzable stepping in on a defensive line and making plays. See Lorenzo Alexander, 33 years old, playing outside linebacker in the 3-4. And he's amongst the sack leaders in the NFL. And that guy is a is a whole podcast within himself. I mean, he was like 300-something pounds playing defensive tackle before. And, and, and he's the ultimate team guy that's going to do what's told of him. So I, I use Lorenzo Alexander as a model to what happened to this team this year. And what I want to get back to is you can't expect a coach to come in and maybe there's examples of this that I don't know of, but but Rex Ryan, it's a Ryan. That's a staple, cutting-edge defensive name. 
And I thought Rex was working on a defense here that was cutting edge, and the results didn't show up. But also Aaron Williams, who's the top of the secondary where the communication comes from, and that defense apparently, it, you know, it was a big deal. When he got hurt, everything was screwed up. He worked all offseason with Ed Reed. He worked everything, everything, you know. So that was like, you know, pretty much taking a quarterback out of that defense. So these guys, they're all buddies. They're, they all have pride. Rex Ryan's going to have his coaching staff. Don't expect him to come into Buffalo and, and run a 4-3. Now, people out there are like, well, Mike Patton ran a 3-4 the year before, and I was one of those people, before Shorts. And obviously, he was the defensive coordinator under Rex in New York when they were a very successful defense. And, um, you know, I, I kind of thought, okay, well, these guys just did that, a similar system. They could they could play through, uh, they, they could switch back to Rex's system. Well, Come to find out, the players didn't buy into it. The players didn't do their work. And, you know, people want to bash on Rob Ryan coming in. The linebackers played a lot better. And Rob Ryan is a linebacker specialist. And people want to bash on bringing him in, going, hey, you know, that well, here he is, Rex bringing in his brother, because everybody thinks it's a clown show, which, of course, I'm a part of it. I'm a clown myself. Like, I love it. I love the attention that these guys are getting. Um. But it's like, we have to stay objective. Um, People want to talk, bring Jim Schwartz back. There's going to be four guys who played on the team when Jim Schwartz is here. If Kyle Williams doesn't retire, Marcel Darius, Jerry Hughes, and you could say Nicole Roby Coleman is a slot corner. If Gilmore stays, then that's five. Um, So I believe, shoot, actually it might be six. I believe Preston Brown, too. So... That would be six if Gilmore stays. I don't know if Aaron Williams is going to play. That would be seven. So I'm kind of not making a good point here. But my point is this. I don't know how that guy would be as a head coach candidate. A lot of people love that guy for what he did with the defense. And some people on the radio talking, like callers, hey, why don't can, can he come over to the Bills? Nah, man, he ain't going to make a lateral move to be a defensive coordinator. It's only to be get a promotion. And I would doubt that Philly would allow him to interview just for a lateral move. That's crazy. I don't think they would. Why would you? His defense, I believe, is is ranked below the Bills this year. I think at 21. So what people need to understand, and I need to understand, is this roster is going to have some turnover. And it might be a good time on the defensive side of the ball to switch back to a 4-3. And, you know, Shaq Lawson has made some comments that he would love to be a 4-3-D defensive end again. You know, he would love to do that. You know, Jerry Hughes played out of more, out of Jim Schwartz's defense as a 4-3 end. It worked out wonderful. And some people are calling Hughes too small, but it's like, nah, Jim Schwartz's defense, you had that, you had Cliff Averill over there, pretty similar. So, and again, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. So what I'm getting at here is, I think there's a bunch of different ways you can do this coaching search. Um, and it all really comes down to your patience level, okay? Uh, I know I'm kind of all over the place, but we can't look at one system all the time and say and get mad at a coach in hindsight that it didn't work. Because especially with a guy like Rex Ryan, um, that guy has a pedigree. 
And when he came in here, I'm like, you know what? There's going to be a guy who really is going to maintain that number four defense in the league. It's going to be Rex Ryan. No doubt about it. A defensive mastermind. But in hindsight, it didn't work out. And it comes down to players as well. You got a guy, Lorenzo Alexander. He bought in, and he did his work, and he was very successful in that defense. Lige Duzeville had didn't have nearly as many snaps as a lot of other guys. Highly successful. Even the rookie, third-round pick, Adolphus Washington, had a good season. I mean, third-round pick, he's playing on the field. So to lead off this coaching search, you have Doug Whaley um, for the first time leading off a coaching search. And he was assistant general manager when Chan Gailey was hired. And Doug Whaley came from the Pittsburgh organization. I believe you might have been head of player personnel or whatever, pro personnel. I don't know. But he was at the Steelers forever. And if you know anything about the Steelers, that's like a well-respected model franchise. So I've always liked Doug Whaley. I don't know if it's just because he's a black dude. But he looks like he has some swagger to him. I think it's awesome. I like Ozzie Newsome. You know, I, I I like Mike Tomlin. You know what I mean? Like, I even like Anthony Lynn for the swagger factor. All right? So, like, Doug Whaley, I thought it was a great move to bring in Doug Whaley. And I knew nothing. But the first thing Buddy Nix did when he came in, in as general manager when Chang Gailey was hired he got rid of a lot of dead weight. He got rid of like guys like John McCargo. They gave Aaron Maven a chance, eventually cut him. Um, you know, got rid of a lot of... They, they just started to make common sense moves. Because you had Ross as a GM for a bit. I mean, that was a tire fire. Let's bring back Marv. No, stop it. Put that Marv as GM thing, if you remember that. Just think like... If... The people out there are like, oh, Jim Kelly should be the GM. Why doesn't he run it? Look at John Elway. No, Jim Kelly's done no homework in scouting. Sorry. He's not John Elway. John Elway put in some time in some lower leagues to get to where he's at. And then Denver hired him. So, Doug Whaley, I think, is a respectable gentleman. When Buddy Nix was the general manager here, there was barely any transactions, like barely any transactions. Doug Whaley is aggressive, almost to his own fault, if you want to look at the Sammy Watkins thing. Um, but I don't think Doug Whaley's an idiot. And what's important is, is the first coaching search was really Buddy Nix and Russ Brandon. And Steve Tasker shed some light on that coaching search and how they ended up with Chan Gailey. Steve was on the John Murphy show. And something they brought up was uh, he brought up was that a lot of coaching candidates, you know, Rolf Wilson said he had an open checkbook, but a lot of coaching candidates didn't want to come here to Buffalo because of, you know, Rolf Wilson's health. They didn't know how long he'd be kicking around. And that's where you come into Doug Marone, where Doug Marone was... Russ Brandon, also uh, Doug Whaley. And uh, next thing you know, Rolf Wilson passes, and there is um, 
this clause in his contract that he can get out of it if the owner passes. And next thing you know, he, Doug Lee takes the $4 million and, or Doug Rowan takes the $4 million and, and, and bounces. So this coaching search for Rex Ryan that just happened was a the first one for the Pagulas. And it was a committee approach where you had the Pagulas, you had Russ Brandon, you have Doug Whaley. Now, I am not a Russ Brandon crusher. And I think everybody who just wants to look at a timeline for when people are here, you're kind of dumb. Because you got to understand Russ Brandon's job. It's to sell tickets. He's a marketing guy. If you give him a pen that says the bills on it, he's going to tell you how to sell that pen that says the bills on it. But he is involved in, you know, he's the president of the bills. He does have some sounding board or whatever you want to say into hiring a coach. And if you're Russ Brandon and you want to sell tickets and... Some people are saying that maybe Doug Whaley wasn't into hiring Rex Ryan. If you're Russ Brandon, you hire Rex Ryan. Doug Whaley, from a personnel standpoint, might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We we were the number four defense in a 4-3. And in hindsight, if you bring in a guy like Hugh Jackson, who's with the Cleveland Browns, what you might be able to find a guy who had a 4-3 defense and everything transfers over, right? Well, they didn't do that. They got the guy who is the car salesman and Rex Ryan. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker. And I'm I still, by far my favorite Bills coach that I'm like an adult that I can that I like. It was awesome. My next one is Chan Gailey. I think Chan Gailey's a shit. I don't know. Call me nuts. But um, I just don't see why Doug Whaley would have really been into that hire if you're a personnel guy. So now fast forward to this this coaching search. Immediately, the Buffalo Bills go out of their way to say that Doug Whaley, they put out a press release, it hit my phone. Doug Whaley is hitting, is heading the coaching search for a coaching candidate. Now, obviously, the owner of the team, the Pagulas, Tim and Kerry Pagula, they are... In fact, going to have to sign off on whoever he picks, okay? But I think what the Pagulas are trying to do here, and on our Facebook live show, we did dive into um, a bunch of the media stuff, so I'm not going to rehash that. Also, we talked about it um, on our podcast on Tuesday about Doug Whaley being out there by himself, so check out the last podcast. It was more of the Doug Whaley podcast special where Whaley speaks, so podcast 103, I think. I think we're on 104 right now. Um, By sending Doug Whaley out there by himself, I think you're sending a message of, this is the face of the football operations. It wasn't Russ Brandon at the table with him like all the other times. It wasn't, you know, it just wasn't that. And a lot of media ripped him. They wanted to come at Doug Whaley about some bullshit. And about why Rex was fired. How do you not know about it? It's like, how about we talk about like the guys that you want to re-sign? How about we talk about the X's and O's? How about we talk about what kind of coach you want to bring in here? But no. 
No, people got to ruin that because the, the media, some media members have their own damn agenda, and they understand they have a job to do. But Rex was old news. I don't care if Doug Whaley was in there. And people want to give the Bills a bunch of crap. Anthony Lynn had to go out there on a Wednesday. Anthony Lynn's a tough dude. He'll be fine. Put him in front of the people with the questions. He's interviewing for his job right now. How does he handle the media with his back up against the wall? How does Anthony Lynn handle that? And I thought he did a fine job, even though it was kind of shitty to throw him out there. Same with Doug Lee by themselves, without the owners. At the same time, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. You know, I could see the other side of the coin of that. I don't think it's a big deal. These guys are adults. You can give me freaking $10,000 a year to do what they do. I'll do it. Maybe if you could throw in a mortgage payment for me, that'd be pretty dope. Maybe cell phone. So, all right. So I guess I need like, it's gonna be like fifty grand. You know, I'll, I'll gladly speak for everybody. What I'm getting at here is Doug Whaley is heading this search, and I think that's very important. And a lot of people want to bag on Doug Whaley. How about you people who want to shit on Doug Whaley? Go down the roster. And think about everybody and where they were picked and where they weren't. People want to bash on the Quanjo pick. I was one of them after a couple of years. But he was playing on the right side. On the left side, he's progressed. He's fine. But people think that tackles are interchangeable. I have an idea. What foot do you step forward with coming off, your, coming off the toilet? Why don't you step with your opposite now, <laughs> opposite foot now, all by yourself? Let me know how you do. Let me know how you do. You know, why don't you tie your shoelaces backwards? Try that. That's exactly what these guys got to do. I mean, the kid played right tackle a little bit, Quanjo, in high school. That's it. He's been a left tackle his whole career. Some people are like, oh, just throw Cordy Glenn on the right side. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what he could do. Jordan Mills isn't cutting it. Sorry, Jordan. I know you're listening. Um, you got to let the, the, this general manager be a general manager. And a classic general manager would do the hiring of the coaches, the firing of the coaches. And obviously, it's got a clear ownership. It's professional sports. Duh. But they put together the roster. People who want to bash on what Doug Whaley does, I don't understand. If you don't, I want to, let me try this over. Do you understand what a general manager's job is? Like, you know, when they call you and they say, oh, Kiko Alonso, do you want to trade for LaShawn McCoy? You'll go, yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. The guy that had an ACL injury? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. You know, Sammy Watkins, two first-round picks. I saw some kind of thing out there. Mm, forgot who it was. But Sammy Watkins really is... Believe it or not, somehow like a really good receiver out of that draft, and hindsight's twenty twenty. And uh, does that even make sense? Look, it's easy to say, "Oh, the Bills should have got this guy." Look at them; he passed on a Hall of Fame tight end. Look at that! Look at that! I get it. I get it. But we are where, where we're at right now. And when they pick Sammy Watkins, when Doug Whaley picked Sammy Watkins, you could argue that the roster was pretty damn set. The whole defensive side of the ball was awesome under Mike Patton, except for stopping the run. But they were they had a good roster when they picked them. The only thing I had a question about was I said, who's throwing him the ball? Because it ain't EJ at the same time. 
After EJ got hurt in the Cleveland game, different player. Now when you think EJ Manuel, you unfortunately think sack fumble. And I feel bad. He's a good kid. But I don't remember him being sack fumble before that Cleveland game his rookie year. He wasn't the same. And in Doug Marone's defense, they were planning on having Kevin Cobb out there. Dude slips on Matt. Gets a concussion, I think, like, first, second week in preseason. And here we are trotting out EJ Manuel with no quarterbacks coach because for some reason an offensive coordinator and Nathaniel Hackett thinks he's going to do some justice here as dual duty. Offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, I don't even know how I went on that tangent. So, yeah, the Sammy Watkins thing, yeah, I get it. Not cool. At the same time, it is what it is. I think they were fine. But if you're a Bills fan, you, something we're always expecting something to go wrong. And me, I've been shutting out that part of my head. And I hate the negative fan base. I hate you people. Like a lot. Be objective. Before you spew a bunch of shit, look into something. Listen to other people talk about it. Figure it out. Then come at us with or anybody else, your family members, whoever you're talking to, your dog, your cat, with some some nice, you know, something to support your dumbass take. And I understand I can't change the world here, Bills fans. But I'll damn try. Doug always made good moves. You got John Miller in the third round. The Bills needed a guard. They got John Miller. A very smart football player. Third round. Um, arguably a should be a Pro Bowl pick. Everybody who has seen John Miller play this year, who breaks down film, they are very impressed. Who do you give credit for for Richie Incognito? The GM, Doug Whaley, or do you give it to Rex Ryan, the head coach? At the time, the Pagulas were sitting him down. Smart move. Smart move. Percy Harvin. People want to shit on the Percy Harvin thing. Sorry, he's not Nostradamus. You don't know if he's going to get hurt or not. And stop acting like it's your money. Because if Percy Harvin would have lit it up, you'd think that he was awesome. But because he didn't find the Tom Brady of quarterbacks or the Peyton Manning of prime, no, he just doesn't cut it as a general manager. Look at the guys that, that Doug Whaley has gotten off the street and they contribute. It's crazy. It's really crazy. He has a thing where he... Unfortunately, hasn't really nailed first-round picks, but I don't think Sammy Watkins is a bust at all, like at all. He's just injured. And for him to finish out the season playing Week 17 this year, I like that kid, man. I've crushed him before a little bit, as in I think he was a little soft. I shouldn't even say crushed. But who am I? It's not my pain. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just some idiot behind my MacBook recording into an interface, the Yamaha, into a microphone with a little red cushion over it. Yeah, and I'm going to go play adult hockey because that's cool. I mean, it is. I, I'm going to have a lot of fun, but I, I'm not one to get on players. I hate getting on players unless, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Unless we start hearing Sammy Watkins, LaShawn McCoy, um, Eric Wood, Kyle Williams, calling out other teammates. Maybe Eric Wood didn't, but Kyle Williams made some mention. Doug Whaley cannot control what these players do. Doug Whaley cannot control that Marcel Darius decided to do his best imitation of Vince Wilfork in the looks department when he was suspended. You know, Doug Whaley didn't tell Marcel Darius not to stay in shape. You know, so 
you got guys. I mean, they had six safeties on injured reserve at the end of the year. I did not expect Walt Anderson to have to happen to be an option for safety for the Bills, but he was. I didn't expect Robert Blanton to get a lot of playing time, but I liked that the scouting report was he could double as a cornerback. I liked that. I like Corey Graham at safety better than most, more than most people. I don't think he's that bad. He's usually a sure tackler. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Again, don't quote me. But I think he's a smart football guy, Corey Graham. And, um, you know, these guys, they they come in and some buy in, some don't. You don't know what you're going to get. And Doug Whaley is just a, is just the, the guy to acquire talent. And I find it, I find that he gets shit on so much by people. It's kind of annoying. It's like really annoying because he's the guy that, that no matter what, he's always, you, you don't just get first round draft picks to build your team. I mean, would that be sweet? Yeah, Sure. Sure. But it doesn't work like that. You have free agency as well. You have dust settle free agents. That's what Doug Whaley said, you know, after the offseason or or after the season last year. We're going to get, we're not going to be aggressive this year like we were the year before. We're going to get the dust settle free agents. And one of them was Zach Brown. Zach Brown is getting paid. Getting paid. What's the problem with Zach Brown? Ronald Darby played great last year. He played great last year. I can't tell you how many times I would see on analytics sites, like top five corner over over Gilmore. You know, they played awesome. And in hindsight, maybe losing Donnie Henderson as DB coach along, you know, now it was just Tim McDonald and Ed Reed. Um, you know, maybe losing Donnie Henderson, maybe their technique, they asked him to play a different technique. I don't know what the deal was, but they weren't the same players. And, you know, that's a Doug Whaley pick. Shaq Lawson. The kid kept popping his shoulder back into place since he was a freshman, okay? Well, he strained his shoulder and can't. He can't control that he's hurt. He can't control that Reggie Ragland got hurt. But I ain't worried about Reggie Ragland because once they got Zach Brown, I looked at him like plan A. He seemed to be a guy who slipped between the cracks of a with an injury and a system change with the head coaching change. So, Zach Brown, there, there's a lot of players like that. Doug Whaley happens to find them. You want a solid roster, right? The guy who finds me the talent, I want that guy to find me the damn head coach. That's what I want. Find me the head coach. You know what you're doing. This is your day job. The Pagulas, if I want to back them up, See what they're doing? They're making it very clear that this is where football operations is going through. That's what I want to see. You know, you talk about Ozzie Newsom, the GM of the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, that guy's a general manager. You know what I mean? Like, he does a good job building a roster usually, you know? So, you want your general manager finding the coach. You don't want a marketing guy having his paws on it. Not to rip on Russ Brandon, but you don't want the marketing guy doing that stuff. I think that was a big part of Rex Ryan. Okay? And I'm a big Rex Ryan supporter. 
But I'll tell you. Year one, he set the baseline. Year two, he had the same mistakes. And I was kind of, I'm not sure if, um, I'm I, I'm not exactly sure if uh, Rex Ryan should have been shown the door so fast. But at the same time, I tweeted out in the Miami game in, in the beginning, first quarter, I was like, look, this defense is going to get Rex Ryan fired. And at the end of the day, with the resources that Pagula's provided him with, that's why he got fired. The defense didn't show up. The defense was inconsistent. And people want to bash on Tyrod Taylor. So let me roll on that for a few. Okay, you want to rip on Tyrod Taylor? What do you want the kid to do? Am I annoyed with the three and outs? Yes. Am I annoyed when I'm at the Steelers game and I'm in a different seat and I'm in the corner and I have more of an all-22 kind of angle and I'm just seeing these receivers breaking routes and getting open and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's frustrating. But what other options are there? Really, stop worrying about the money. It ain't your money. If they sign Tyrod with his 15, 16 mil cap hit, they're going to have $31 million on the cap. That's a lot of money. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Zach Brown said something, I guess, on Instagram saying that, thank you, Buffalo, for everything. He probably knows he's going to get paid somewhere. And the Bills might have said, well, dude, we're kind of set. Maybe they're trying to work on a deal with Steph Gilmore. I hope they are. People want to bash on that. I hope they are. But on Tyrod Taylor, I think we're very fortunate to have him. He might not turn the ball over a lot. And he might not throw for 250 yards a game. But the way he extends plays, the way he, yes, I know a lot of the extending the play is his own fault. I get that too. I'm like a freaking Jekyll and Hyde right now. Ah, just yelling at myself. I'm a Gemini. I'm nuts. Bipolar. I think they want to leave it up to the next coach to decide if they want Tyrod Taylor or not. I'm not buying what the national media is saying, which is what they want to dump him. If Tyrod Taylor is a free agent, dude, it's over. He's going to be the number one free agent quarterback on the market. And I feel the media made such a stink about his damn contract because Brock Osweiler got paid. Why is it Tyrod getting paid? Shut up, man. Keep Tyrod for like $3 million a year or whatever the hell he was getting paid, $5 million. Shut up. He's fine. He's fine. Look at Russell Wilson, his year he won the Super Bowl, his rookie year two. He had a good defense. If this Bills team had a good defense, like, say, top 10, can we just be number 10, maybe 11? That means more opportunity for the, oh, by the way, seventh ranking offense in points in the league, hovering around 24 to 25 points a game, which is playoff worthy. That tells me. Oh, wait, someone's not doing their damn job coaching his defense. That's why this team isn't in the playoffs. That's why Rex Ryan got fired. Lay off a tie rod. I want to see your options because you know what, Bills fans? I'm sorry. Most of you are not patient enough to groom a quarterback, and that's the truth. Oh, I could just tell if he has it. People that I really like that cover the Bills too, I could just tell. No, you can't. No, you can't. Kirk Cousins sucked for a while. You know who else sucked? Alex Smith. And you got people on the radio just rubbing his balls. Oh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Alex Smith sucked forever. If it was up to you, he wouldn't have made it through his first year. And Alex Smith sucked. 
like, sucked until Greg Roman came in. Oh, what do you know? Another system that another quarterback in Colin Kaepernick and Tyrod Taylor put up a lot of touchdowns. And by the way, I'll take Anthony Lynn as head coach because his back was up against the wall. On a little side note, running somebody else's offense, never called plays before, and what's the dude do? He nails it. He nails it. Yeah, it's, an, it's, a, it's, it's not a rushing league. You know what? I was talking to Eric Turner a couple of one about this. And I, I'm not even thinking much. Peyton Manning with a with half of an arm had a great defense. You had that Johnson character with Gruden out there in Tampa Bay. They won a Super Bowl. You had the 2000 Ravens. They won a Super Bowl with Dilfer. Yeah, I understand. It's a passing league. I get it. Okay. Okay. But what about Russell Wilson? It's not like he was lighting shit up. And that guy... Had a good defense. So I mentioned those guys right there, right? So think about this. What's the common theme? Good defense. Good defense. That's it. Good defense. And oh, by the way, Tom Brady... 2002, 2004, 2005, was not the Tom Brady that we have now. Tom Brady put up 50-something touchdowns one year, or 50. They didn't win the championship. So what I'm getting at is, if you have 16 years, this will be year 17 since 2000, okay? It's 2000 Ravens, you know? Say we take that number down to 16. Let's just say Dilfer, Peyton Manning's broken arm. You take that Johnson character out of there, out of Tampa Bay with Gruden. And you take Russell Wilson. That is 25% of the Super Bowls who have been won by quarterbacks who didn't, didn't rely on them all the time because they had good defenses. Well, now what happens when you add the metric of, oh, 2002, 2004, 2005, New England Patriots. Oh, it kind of tips the scales even more. Don't buy into the hype that it's just a passing league. The league is constantly evolving. Was it for a while? Yes. There was a time where you couldn't run your finger over Tom Brady's face mask or you cried and you got a penalty. You can't hit the quarterback low at all because Tom Brady, he tore his ACL. Oh, there we go. Bill Pullian, when he was in Indianapolis, is on the competition committee. What happens? Well, they make rules favoring the quarterback. Why is the franchise quarterback? This term franchise quarterback has been covered by a lot of people on the radio lately. On, on um, I'll just say on WGR. Where franchise quarterback, I don't want to steal their point, but the truth is, is, you know, you have starters and then you have franchise guys. Your Marinos, your your you know, you could say your Brady, you could say your Jim Kelly, Joe Montana, Steve Young, you got your franchise guys. But everybody says loosely, you know, you're just not, not gonna do it unless you have a franchise quarterback. You're just not gonna do it. How many touchdowns did Peyton Manning put up and just go one and done in the playoffs? I don't want to hear it. You need the whole team. It's a team sport. Tyrod Taylor did plenty to get this team to the playoffs. With all the pain and suffering we went through. But don't forget, 
Last two games he played, I believe Charles Clay had 12 receptions. A lot of throws going over the middle. Let's build off of that. I'm your host, David Palermo. Find me on Twitter, at NumBillsFan. Keep your head up. I just want to ramble about the Bills. Um, I was going to talk coaches, but I got to get the hockey. Honestly, 44 minutes in, I don't care. <sighs> Keep your heads up. Don't buy into all the hype. Just at least do some homework. Shoot some tweets out to people who know what the hell they're talking about. That doesn't mean tweet me. I mean, you can. And then I'll ask somebody else, and then I'll get back to you. Or I'll tag somebody else. But let's connect these dots properly. You don't have to take a short sound and start taking poops on everybody. It's not, you know, we're not doing poopy fight. Numbillsfan.com, billsforlife.com, punchdrunksports.com. Check out our video, facebook.com, numbillsfan. Awesome video about the general manager stuff and interacting with people. And check out our last podcast if you want our general manager breakdown of something before. So thank you. Keep your head up. Go Bills.